today on Talking Hockey, we'll break some big news on Taylor Hall. We're going to talk about Captain Blake Wheeler. We'll talk about our Vintage Hockey Hair Player of the Week, Mike Ricci, and our local legend, Bobby Clark. And I'm going to ask Tommy, what's it going to take to fire Paul Maurice? Hmm. Let's roll the intro. That wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Yeah. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, Season 2, Episode 10. I am co-host Tom. With me is, as always, co-host Randy. How you doing, folks? Uh, I think they're probably doing well, If and especially if they're Jets fans, they're doing well because the Jets are hot. So, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, this is the show uh, where we talk a lot of hockey. We're pretty Jets-centric, hey, Randy? But, I would say so, you know, there's, we, there's like, so we like good hockey in mm-hmm. general and the Jets are playing good hockey. So yeah. we're going to talk about, talk about the Jets. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, we definitely got lots more stuff to talk about, uh, this week as well. But, you know, being here in Winnipeg and being hockey fans, uh, the home team definitely, uh, gets us excited right about, uh, right about now we're, we're feeling good about the team. So we're going to talk all kinds of Jets stuff, but before we get into that, let's cover the basis here. And uh, so make sure you check us out on www.umfm.com. Uh, and that way you can listen to the show and you can download it. And, uh, you know, you can find uh, the link to our Instagram, which is at Talking Hockey Podcast. And, uh, yeah, you just go there for all the mullets that your heart desires. Um, does your heart desire mullets, Randy? Oh, you know what? Usually it does. And actually, I did see on Bar Down today. Did you see on Bar Down? Like, do you know what Bar Down is? Yes, I do. The TSN thing? Yeah. So Buffalo was sporting like these crazy jerseys that they're going to wear for their skills competition. Okay. They're like these NHL all-star jerseys from like 79 or something. Yeah. And Jeff Skinner's rocking a mullet. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, it's the 50th anniversary of Buffalo Sabres, I believe. So they're... They dressed up their stadium to look like the old auditorium, like nice. all the seat colors and everything. But I haven't been on social media much this week because I got a new phone and I'm having technical difficulties getting one thing <laughs> to the other. But also it's just been good for the spirit to not be on social media as much probably. It's good to take a break every now and then. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, in addition to all of the social media and UMFM and stuff like that, mm-hmm. for those of you that do follow us on Apple Podcasts yeah. on, your, on your iPhone devices... Yeah, make sure you subscribe. If you ever notice that the old episode gets re-upped, just be patient because sometimes I've noticed that when I update our site or yeah. update our episode... For me, it'll still play the old one. Really? But 
then it ends up then working you just the give next a morning. Refresh or something. Yeah. So if you are like a diehard yeah. ho- talking hockey, the hockey talking show listener, and As all of a sudden, most of you are. Yeah, yeah. And then you click on it, and it's like, wait a second, guys, this is the last week's episode. <laughs> just like. Just chill, man. Yeah, go go crack a beer, <laughs> have a smoke and a pancake, yeah. and I'm, I'll have it fixed within, you know, 10 yeah. minutes or so. Definitely technical advisor Randy is on that. Um, you know, no help at all whatsoever from the intern. We had to send him back to TechVoke. Uh, we're looking for a new intern. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, we had to just uh, throw him on the city transit and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took city transit over here to the, uh, to the cave where we record in our bunker here and, uh, eight count them eight, sorry, not in service buses went past me before the, before the one that picked me up came. Wow. I, uh, where I started feeling, I started feeling a little sort, you know, sad about transit, but enough about Winnipeg transit. Let's talk some hockey. Uh, first let's talk about our beer. Did we cover all the business bases? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm nice. pretty sure. Okay, perfect. Um, let's talk about our local craft beer of the week. It's a bit of a controversial yes, one. So I was going to bring this beer in two weeks ago and I didn't want Talking <laughs> Hockey, the hockey talking show to face the backlash that yeah. could have happened. Sure. So I, I, I was patient and I waited for the perfect time and that time is now. The so time is nigh, as they say. The, the beer that I selected this week is Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. That's right. I said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's controversial, folks. You're going to be like... Listeners, you're saying to yourself, aren't they based in Kenora? Yeah, that's not local. Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show sold out. And we'll be like, we bought these beers with our own money, so we didn't sell out. But anyways, it's not controversial anymore because there is now a Lake of the Woods Brewing Company... Uh, based downtown Winnipeg. And yeah, it's right, it's right like in the a, heart of it. You could throw a baseball to the MTS Center. Yeah, even if you were like not good at baseball, not good at baseball, <laughs> you could probably still hit the MTS Center. So what we're drinking tonight, Tommy? I'm sure you've had one of these before. Bell MTS Place actually ran. I know. I, I like yeah. saying the old name. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I call the uh, Scotiabank whatever in Toronto. I still call it the ACC. Oh yeah, it's still the ACC. Yeah. The Montreal Forum still the Montreal Forum. <laughs> exactly. There's Penguins no point. play in the igloo. Meanwhile, like all these giant corporations are spend, spending millions of dollars to rename these yeah. buildings. And, and we just <laughs> call it Skydome. <laughs> yeah. Well, Skydome will always be Skydome. Yeah. But anyways, we've got Channel Marker here. Okay. And it's a nice light beer. You know, I think, what did we have last week? Um, we had the uh, Dirty Catfish Cream Ale oh, from, that was good. Uh, right. from um, Stone Angel Brewing. Right. But two weeks ago we had the Saint or the Half Pints Hop Pun. Right. That thing's c- clocking in at seven seven percent alcohol. Upwards of seven, I think. And even. you know sometimes we got to keep her light here. Yeah. And this so this is, is a four percent light beer, mm-hmm. channel marker, light lager. It doesn't taste. I I'm gonna spoil the tasting preview here, or whatever. But it doesn't taste like a light beer. You know what I mean? I've had this before. On, like where have you had it? On draft. At, at at Leopold's exactly yeah and gotta give them a shout out yeah and it tastes like it's a nice uh it, I don't know it's got body and flavor yeah, it's, to it's, it it doesn't taste like a light beer but it uh I guess it is exactly but well yeah. without any further ado let's crack these bad boys because I'm thirsty and for the record uh 
we had a, a garbage bag full of snow to keep these <laughs> yeah, things cold. You don't need a bar fridge or a little mini cooler down here. No, that, we'll that's called saving a, the environment. Sophie's bag full of uh, snow. Lots of fresh snow today. Yeah, it was beautiful out there. Yeah, that's good beer. It is good beer. That's like, a beautiful local beer. Because, <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say for a, like a light lager, it, it's got those. Um, it's got those like IPA hops or whatever. Yeah, it does. I mm. guess maybe that's what the dry hopped is all about. Yeah, it must be. My uh, beer terminology and execution of making beer is. Yeah, my knowledge to, is is little to none. We need to up that part of our game if we're going to keep having. It's funny we're like the Bob and Doug McKenzie of local craft beers, eh? We're just like, oh, it's pretty good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got lots of taste, eh? Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, eh? Well, I'll tell you, I think we should just get right into this first period. Um, you know, the uh, the ref is looking impatiently as, at us as we We took of, an extra long warmy. Yeah. <laughs> Got to stretch those hamstrings. I will just say before we start the period, I haven't had a warmy the last two Caress of Steel games. I got like this this past game, I, I came on the ice, the ref blew his whistle, and I'm lining up at center to take the face off. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no warmy for me. And then the game before that, I was one shift late, so... I'm I'm still of the belief that at the ASHL or wherever you play, if yeah. any beer league hockey, I think the refs should put the nets on. <laughs> <laughs> what else are they doing? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, sitting in sure. the penalty box waiting and then blowing the whistle and then stealing our pucks half the time. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Well, you know, there's good refs and there's bad refs and um, we've seen them all, hey? So... And, you know, we'll, maybe we even talk about a little bit of the refing uh, concerning the big Matthew Perot injury and then three-game suspension to the Philadelphia dude who gave him the late hit there. Um, I mean, if you want to start, like, Jets talking, and we're going to talk Blake Wheeler, but let's just start with the Perot uh, injury there. Um, I thought the refs actually made the right call and then they did the review and then they like, they I thought, him, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I thought calling that five, like they, there was no hesitation. The refs did really good there. And that's all I really wanted to say about that. But you know. I, I would say for me, it was the right call. Maybe there's still like an old school part to my game where it's like Adam Lowry was on the ice and mm. maybe he could have tuned him up. Yeah. But I guess maybe in the new the new game that we're seeing these days, they basically got them back by scoring a bunch of goals all yeah. in a row there. <clears throat> and how. Right? Uh, they got the five-minute power play there, and they made the most of it and really took took the game uh, away from the Flyers. Um, but, yeah, there, there was still a little part of me where it's like, ah, Adam Lowry's out there. He's going to fix things. And yeah. That, I guess, that, you know. That Just w- kind of give him a knuckle sandwich and say, you know. Don't do that Hit again. my buddy again like that, would yeah. you? But, oh, but don't. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, then maybe Lowry would have taken one and then it wouldn't exactly. have been a five-minute power play. Exactly. It would have been like two two or whatever. And But, yeah, anyways, it was it was nice to see the refs get the call, and then they took took the extra time to review it, and they kicked him out. That's a new thing based on what happened with the Sharks and and uh, Golden Knights last year's playoffs, which was right when we started recording this show when we started our show, and that was the, like the wildest thing either of us had ever seen. Remember that Sharks comeback? Well, yeah, just think um, if they had that rule back then, 
Yeah. Maybe the Vegas Golden they Knights would have gave been, them the five. And, maybe they would be the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. But, um, you know, what we're referencing is is the injury to Joe Pavelski there. It was... Uh, was it Pavelski or Couture? No, Pavelski got yeah. his... Okay, yeah. Teeth uh, head, knocked out or whatever. Yeah, kind of bounced off the ice. And they gave... Uh, Cody Eakin. Cody Eakin the uh, five-minute penalty. And basically, it, San Jose scored... What like three? Oh, they scored like three, three or, or four goals on yeah. that five-minute power play, and they were down like five nothing or something. The game was pretty much over. This was the third period as well. Yeah, it was wild. What a wild comeback! And so yeah, now we've seen this rule kind of uh, added to today's NHL, where they can review major penalties like that. Yeah, and I guess the hammer came down uh, on him today from the NHL. Yeah, three, three games three suspension. Games. What's his name? Um, Farabee. Right, Ra- Robbie. Or yeah, it sounds like he's like the principal from Archie Comics or something. <laughs> That's Weatherby, I believe. Yeah, Mr. Weatherby. But still, maybe the assistant principal. For sure, <laughs> of Riverdale High. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, okay, well, yeah, well, and hopefully uh, Perot gets better. He's, I guess, in concussion protocol, but you know that can change in a day. So I don't know if we should really dwell on that too much. It just sucks he got hurt. Uh, he's been playing good, and that line has been real nice. That's been him, Cop, and Lowry essentially, and they just play like in the ozone the whole time, more or less. The the two things that I'd like to say, uh, so the Jets beat Philly seven to two yesterday. Three seven three. Yeah. So the last time Philly was in town, the Jets beat them seven to one last season. Oh really? Yeah. So. And then if you think about the game prior to this game at the MTS Center, that's right, I said it, um, <laughs> they beat the Wings uh, quite quite handily, no, five, five, five to one. Yeah. So a couple things, the Jets are scoring in bunches now, seem and to also be. they seem to be winning at home, which is something that they had difficulty doing at the start of the season. Yeah, they're eight, one, and one in their last 10 at home, I heard today on the radio as I was coming home, and uh, so thanks, Rick Ralph. For sharing that stat with me. The guy but, with two uh, first names. Yeah, he's a Maritimer. He likes his fried pepperoni. Gives a shout out to fried <laughs> pepperoni every chance he can, for sure. So I'm going to shout out to you, Rick Ralph, and say I hear you on that. And so, I uh, also like fried pepperoni. So why do you think the Jets are winning at home now? That's a good question. I have no idea. I think that early in the season they had a clump of home games and then they've been on the road for a lot. Uh, so maybe early in the season they were just still trying to find their game in general. And then, and then you know, then they went on the road and found it and then they came and brought that back to Bell MTS Place. Well, let me run something by you here. And this happened on a night of a Crescent Steel game. Okay. The Jets were down in Vegas... And they came back and won, and that oh, was that also was the night of the, the Lowry, scrap Lowry with scrap. Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Apparently, like that was a moment uh, among the boys uh, in the room. They probably went to the Rippers after that game, and and uh, you know just had a, a celebratory evening after that win in Vegas. Had, had you know? a couple waters, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But apparently, like the, that kind of team bonding on the road really brought this group together, and mm-hmm. I basically since that game. Uh, the boys have been rolling for the most yeah, part. Yeah, they really have. That was early November, and uh, their record in November is was was really really good. Uh, and now, so far, December also good. Yes. So, um, yeah, Jets are keeping on rolling, and a big part of that is the captain Blake Wheeler. Uh, he's started centering that second line essentially, 
back around that time because uh, uh, Brian Little took the puck off the head. Uh, and I don't remember when or w- what game that was, but that was, you know, or sometime in early November, I think. Yeah, that was, um, well, that's when Little was still playing a lot online with Ehlers. Yeah. But, but for sure, like near the middle, beginning to middle of November. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so in, in, in Wheeler's last 10 games, he's got 14 points. That's uh, four G's and. 10 apples. And then, uh, you know, he's only a couple points away from getting the all time, uh, jets slash thrashers franchise points, like leader total ship or whatever you call it. Um, uh, behind, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Right. Now unemployed Ilya Kovalchuk. Cause he just got fired by the Kings. And, uh, yeah, I guess the, uh, the one thing with Kovalchuk is just he had that uh, mammoth contract that basically mm. was was a bit of an albatross. He's, he's not he's not uh, he's not making the he's not playing up to the the money that he's making. But anyways, not to take anything away from Blake Wheeler, yeah, he's clearly basically you know two things that I've I, I've liked to see since he's trans- transitioned to center is the fact that he's not playing on a line with Shifley. And yep. it's it's kind of like taking the strategy of like spacing out your best players, like the same thing that totally. Pittsburgh has done for years. Like they don't put Malkin and Crosby on the same line. Yeah, totally. Um, so now you've got Shifley like anchoring one line, and then you've got Blake Wheeler. And it's and- not like they're stranded alone on those lines. <laughs> Shifley's got line A and, and Connor. Connor, and yeah. then Wheeler's got Ehlers and. Uh, Roslovic and and having Roslovich having um two young wingers like that with Blake Wheeler I think is just a benefit because those guys are going to just see how hard that guy works and they're going to mm. want to work just as hard to keep up to him yeah and they'll look at his clapper there the other night uh the first goal of that five minute major against Philly and at that point the game was what one two one Jets yeah. and so. Um, it's a close game and it was, it was, it was a close game until this point when Blake Wheeler took it on the right, in the right circle and just basically teeter up old fashioned style with a, with a slap shot. And, uh, he ripped it like perfectly far side, far side corner. Yeah. Nothing but net and just, um, just a beauty anyway. So, and that got the boys rolling. It did. Cause then, um, then they scored another power play goal. I think it was Shifley, assisted by Wheeler, and, uh, and then, then Shaw scored the next one. Yeah, Shaw got one. That was yeah. Uh, Bay shout out Nova Scotia again with the Rick Ralph and the fried pepperoni. Logan Shaw's in our crew too. So uh, <laughs> his first is a Jet uh, and and a beauty. Yeah, like he went top cheddar yeah. there. Yeah, got a quick release and just hammered it. Yeah, and then Patrick Line scored there and. Basically, was a greasy two two uh, on one with Shifley. He looked over to Shifley, looked back, gave it to Shifley to basically give him the wide open cage. Yeah. But that generosity of passing it on a, like a two on one like that, he was basically given a goal by because the puck went in off off uh, the defenseman's skates or something. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Patrick Line got the goal. Yeah. But you know that's just goes to show that like 
that new part of his game where he's got his head up and he's looking around and he's not just firing pucks. He's true. He's, he's already got as many assists this season as he did all of last year. So that's, uh, and he's still scoring. He's got yeah. 10 goals. So yeah. that means what he's on pace for at least 30, 30. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, and all it takes is to get hot a little bit or conversely, hopefully not cold, but, um, but so yeah. look at, looking ahead here. They've got the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow, and they got the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday. Yeah, Carolina is playing some good hockey. They are. You know, I was looking at the standings and stuff earlier, and basically Carolina and Winnipeg, excuse me, at this point have the exact same record, I think it is. And, well, so did uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the goals for goals against are very similar with Winnipeg, so... Um, for Carolina and Winnipeg. So it'll, it'll be a good game. And like you say, the Canes are playing hot. I think they've only got one loss in their last five, and that was an overtime loss against Vancouver the other day. And But they beat Edmonton the other night. They beat Calgary. They beat, yeah. Four and, nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the Canes are playing good, and so the Jets will have their hands full for sure. I think they've been going with... Uh, Manitoba guy James Reimer in Nets mostly. Well, he had the shutout against Calgary. When did they play Edmonton? That would have been um, on the weekend. Yeah, I think it was on the weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, because I watched that Carolina Calgary game, and that Might have was been the Saturday game. That was Reimer in net. He got a a shutout, thirty-two save shutout, I believe. Yeah, four nothing Carolina. Um, I think I think that was Calgary's first loss since their new coach took over. Yeah. And speaking of coaches, we've got a doozy of a discussion coming up in the second period. Mm. Right? Second period? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just got to tease the folks No, no, here. no. Third period. Third period. Okay. So you yeah. got to tune in for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do we got up here uh, left to cover across the league? I guess we got a big trade. Well, yeah, let's break this news. I'm, you haven't heard by now, for sure. Uh, now you know. Taylor. No, no, this is this is this is the trade call right here. You're breaking the news, Tommy. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yes. Okay. I'll be sure to let my listeners know right away. Thank you. Okay, Ran. I just got off the phone with breaking Dregs. news here. Taylor Hall's been traded to the Phoenix Coyotes. No uh, way. You're right. It's the Arizona Coyotes, I think. But um, it'll always be that Phoenix. team down in the desert. Yeah. So Taylor Hall is now a yote, and uh, they gave up a cut, three prospects and a couple picks, and everything's conditional pick wise. So I'm not even going to pretend to know what I'm talking about there. But if they win a thing and he signs a thing, then they get a first. If they do this and that, it's a second. Yada yeah. yada yada. But the picks, one of the picks is uh, on Team Canada. I, that defenseman? Uh, Ball or yeah, something is yeah. his last Apparently name? he's six foot seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I know nothing about him, but I'll start learning on, on uh, Boxing Day yes. when Canada takes on the U.S. of A. So, um, first and foremost, so leading up to this, we heard, you know, there was like the Blues were in the mix, Colorado was in the mix, obviously the Coyotes, I think Florida was also in the mix. Taylor Hall was scratched for a few games leading up to this trade because, you know, they wanted to keep him healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could take a time machine to yesterday, where do you think, uh, you know, where did you think Taylor Hall was going to end up? You know, I had this weird feeling it would be like the Penguins. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, um, but I just did. And I thought... uh, and if failing that, I was like, okay, you had I had heard through like rumors in the media that Colorado was in on it, and uh, 
you know, but I thought, well, I, I bet I could even see like the Rangers or something, but like, then that's a divisional team and I don't know. So, um, I was thinking maybe Boston even because Boston just always seems to get they big can, names yeah. on trades like that. And well, stuff. You, you know why Boston is so good at doing that is because they have a bunch of guys signed at very like reasonable contracts. Yeah. Friendly team friendly deals or whatever. Like we talked about last week with that's right. Nasty yeah. Nate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, I, I, I honestly, I was picturing him going to St. Louis. Right. Cause I thought that, you know, once you win, isn't you, Tarasenko you, out for a while too. Yeah. For a little more, for a few more weeks at least. Yeah. And it's that thing. It's like, once you win and you pretty much have the same core core, same team, you might almost. as well like, Try and go go again, like Pittsburgh, how they did it a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah. So I was expecting St. Louis to try and be in the mix for go that. Go all in and Why try not? and repeat yeah, this. Like what are they saving their first round draft pick for? Exactly. Yeah, because <clears throat> they're gonna, it's going to be thirty thirtieth overall or whatever it yeah. ends up being. Yeah. But in a way, I'm I'm kind of happy to see Taylor Hall go to Arizona. Mm. One because I think that's going to make the Pacific Division a little more interesting. And it's already pretty interesting, actually, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Taylor Hall in the desert, that's kind of weird to think about, but it's also not, I suppose. But I just I always, I always, just think living in the desert is weird. Like, it just doesn't seem natural. I don't know, man. It <laughs> takes a lot of water and resources. It's bad for the environment, it all is. those people that live in the desert. And it's nice to visit when it's cold here and hot there, though. Well, all their, all their air conditioner, <laughs> yeah, conditioners yeah. running all the time. That's a whole nother podcast we'll get into some other time called The Environment with Tom and Randy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, no. are, we are on the Wilderness uh, channel. That's right. Yeah. 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 One of the recommended podcasts beside ours on the Wilderness, uh, whatever, is it's called Meat Eater. Nice. <laughs> What's that about? Hunting and stuff, oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but there's but yeah. also ones about hiking. Okay. Well, yeah. I've gone on a hike once. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Related. But, uh, First and foremost, though, I like seeing him back in the Pacific because it's going to be Arizona fighting Edmonton, I think, for that top spot yeah. and Edmonton being well, Taylor Hall's former team. Oh, yeah, exactly. Some um, old-fashioned spite or revenge or whatever. But uh, I think Vegas is coming on hot in the, in, the, uh, in the Pacific. And Calgary actually has the same record as Edmonton. The only difference is... Calgary's trending up and Edmonton's kind of been trending down in their last 10 games or so. Edmonton is. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton's yeah. lost a lot lately and Calgary's won a lot lately, but at the, at this moment, their records are the same. So we could check next week and see where they're at. I'll bet you Calgary's got a better record. So is, is the dynamic duo of McDavid and Dreisaitl not going to last? Also, well, it'll I, last. I, I think it's their goaltending is just not as good anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's just not enough. They don't have enough in Edmonton to sustain it. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. I think they will, but I just don't think that they're going to be the top team in the Pacific like they have been so far this season. Okay, so we are Tom and Randy on Monday, December 16th here. If you talk to Tom and Randy from what, about five, six weeks ago, both of us said the Vancouver Canucks were the team to yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like if we were like Bill and Ted and we had a phone booth and we had to go back and see. Might change my answer. Yeah. We'd be like, dudes, what's, what's the, going on? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and Vancouver, what is going on with Vancouver in the Pacific Division? They've, like, they still play some good hockey, and I, be- I believe in them. And they wear those black flying skate sweaters a lot lately, and I like that a lot. So I think Vancouver, um, if they can get more consistent, because they kind of have, like, a, you know, they'll, they'll, they're doing too much win one, lose one, I think, or something. I'm not sure what their past five or ten are like, but um, they've they've they kind of had a good. They need to put together a good streak. So the other two teams we haven't talked about in the Pacific yet are L.A., which their L.A. is pretty much. I yeah, think I just, think they're, they're pretty much. They're waiting it for in. next season, mm-hmm. and then San Jose, who just made a coaching change. That's right. They fired DeBoer for hockey reasons due to the fact they suck, but I think that's more on the GM because he signed a lot of silly deals, perhaps. Uh, let his captain go and all the rest of well, it. Well, totally. But, I think le- losing your captain or letting your captain just go like that, yeah. I think is not a great move. Not the best. At but, least keep him on the team and like let him be an assistant or something. Or, mm, but I don't know. I think P- Pavelski was probably a lot of heart to that team. and it For sure. It just seems like... Maybe it's not there. The yeah. heart isn't there anymore. But uh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on on uh, just the the Pacific in general? Like you you mentioned Vegas, obviously coming in strong. Yeah. But so with with Taylor Hall now joining the division, what what do you what do you well? What do you I can see? see Arizona continuing to be good because I think at this moment they are top in the Pacific. Are they not? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can see them kind of continuing because the way they're playing defense and they're getting some good goaltending from Darcy Kemper. He's a good prairie boy, I believe. I think he, I can't recall exactly, but also uh, Chalmerson is injured. Right. So they like their number two defenseman is still not even playing. Right. Um, Clayton Keller. Actually, I watched part of the Arizona game there on the weekend. Mm. Kid is small, but he's fast. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I can't say as I've watched a single Arizona game this year. Um, you know, that'll change eventually. But uh, at this point, I've not seen a single Coyotes game. That's why I watched it. It's just like just yeah. to see like wh- how are they winning and what's going on. But yeah. Phil Kessel just seems to be on teams that end up winning. Like, Yeah, well, I mean, he's a good player. Apparently, he's been skating on the third line. Um, but they apparently also roll all their lines. Oh yeah, and also uh, the lines have been changed a lot lately. Well, and also and uh, Rick Tockett, Coach Rick Tockett, yeah. former vintage hockey here. That's right. Yeah, I would imagine so. At some point, we must Rick Tockett with him. a rocket. Yeah, <laughs> that's from there's Rock'em a, Sock'em. There's a lot of coaches now who are the guys that played in the '90s and '80s when when I was a kid watching hockey. And had all, all these guys on my cards. You got your Bob Bugner now in San Jose. Yeah. Assistant coach to him is Mike Ricci, who we'll talk about in our vintage hockey hair uh, segment in the second period. And then, and then, um, I mean, there's no shortage of guys who are behind the bench right now that were, were the guys on our hockey cards back in the day. Well, the brand new coach in Dallas right now is Rick Bonus. Bonus, yeah. He was the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, before 20, they, 25 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't look that old right but he, now. He, like in the, in the, for sure, I guess it would probably would in the early nineties. He, uh, had a little stint 
head coaching the Jets. I, he was assistant for a while as well. Yeah. And basically since then, he's been in Tampa. Ottawa, I remember. Yeah, he's been he's like been coaching ever since. Like yeah. every single year in the past 20 to 30 years, that guy has been on an NHL bench. That's why. And now he's got a chant at, at head coaching again. But he's never been a head coach since then or something? I think since Winnipeg, that was his last head coaching gig. That is wild. Um, what was the other thing I was going to just say? Uh, oh, he, right. So in the move with Dallas, yeah. uh, Rick Bonus being promoted to head coach, they promoted their AHL coach, Derek Laxdahl, up oh. to assistant coach, who was... Laxdahl, former local legend. Yeah, from Stonewall, Manitoba. That's right. So I think they were listening to the epi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They heard us talking, Derek, and they were like, oh, yeah. Laxdahl. When that was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, wasn't Jim it? Jim Neal was like, I'm gonna just look for, for some wilderness podcast to listen to here. You know, we never talked about it, but that whole Dallas firing of Montgomery and and I don't really know anything about it, but um it was for indecent no, unprofessional behavior is what they called it. Yeah. But to me, uh, the one question I had about that whole thing was, well, shouldn't that Jim Lights guy, the CEO if you're talking about unprofessional behavior, isn't that guy on your radar? Like he's been going, he's gone on the media, on the radio, and whatnot a few times, calling out with profanity his like employees, essentially. Yeah, I don't, I don't I like. Don't know. I anyway. I went digging around just to see, like on Reddit, to see if anyone had some inside in, scoops. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find anything. So yeah. who knows? Like who knows. I just think that Jim Lights guy's an idiot, but whatever they had to do, like I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything one way or another. But it seemed extreme, Montgomery, though. But like it did, it did, and uh, you know maybe he did some real sh- shitty things, but zero um, tolerance. But I, I also think Jim Lights is an idiot. So there, <laughs> there you, you go. go. <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you heard it here first. Taylor Hall traded to the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, we broke the, it. The Pacific Division is hot. Uh, look out, but hashtag you know, breaking news, I will take hockey insiders. That's right. I've got three devices right now. I've got two iPhones and an iPad. Oh yeah. Apple, it's, Apple sponsorship coming right up. It's like when you watch a free agent frenzy on TSN <laughs> and they all have their own devices yeah. and nothing happens for the first eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know how to work mine properly. So I'm just like fumbling around on them and it's like, oh man, okay. I'm just going to put them away. Well, it worked. You got the breaking news. We broke yeah. it yeah. and uh, we are going viral. Yeah. How are we doing for time in the first period? Uh, looks like we got about, uh, what, five minutes left? Oh, okay. Six minutes? Well, I feel like we need to talk about a certain two players uh, that are on the radar right now as far as their excellence, uh, as as Bill and Ted might say, <laughs> they're most excellent or whatever. Is that what they said? That? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most yeah. excellent. So uh, I want to talk Anthony du- Duclair in Ottawa, and I want to talk Jack Eichel in Buffalo. Okay. The Eichel Tower. Nice. Um, yeah, the, just both those guys have been tearing it up. So this is a couple Atlantic Division guys. We're all East Coast today, hey? But uh, Well, we were Pacific. Oh, wait, we yeah. were just on the... Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're coastal we're today. We're yeah, going we're, coastal. We're very coastal, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Anthony Duclair. Claire has 18 goals on the season now. His per- previous personal best is 20, so he's almost there. 
And that was a handful of years ago. With when, the Rangers? Uh, no, no. It was uh, whoever he played for after the Rangers, the Coyotes, I believe. Yeah. And um, then he went to Columbus. Yeah. And he's. No, wait, we're missing a team. Chicago. He went to Chicago. Right, yeah. And then Columbus and now Ottawa. So this is his fifth team. He's only 24 years old. A lot of people probably look at that and say, like, what's going on here? And he's got uh, 300 odd games under his belt, you know, in the NHL. Excuse me, pardon me, uh, the old uh, Lake of the Woods channel marker. Um, yep, just doing its thing. So Anthony Declare, 300 odd games, 24 years old, fifth team in the league. Um, but I, John Tortorella had less than kind words to say about him when, when Columbus shipped him out, basically. Last season, he came to Ottawa as part of the Dezingle trade. And <clears throat> wouldn't you know it, um, Ottawa played Columbus this past week and they beat them in overtime and Duclair had the hat trick, including the OT winner. And uh, kind of just a nice little uh, silent middle finger in a way. But but I guess he was kind of his post-game interview and stuff. He, he didn't tip his hat anyway. He played it real cool as a cucumber. Just real like, eh, you know, we got the win and... All that kind of thing. So, and, uh, you know, nothing nothing bad to say about his previous team or anything like that. So, um, anyway, he's a fast player, and I've been enjoying watching him play. I've caught a couple sentence games here and there. So, Well, even when he was on the World Juniors that one season, I think that was the same year with Max Domi. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just remember him being a pretty, like, electric player. Right. Also kind of reminds me of, like, Anthony Mantha right. a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which... Also, we'll continue this discussion, but I kind of want to bring this around to Joshua Hosang. Okay. When when we kind of resolve this okay. discussion, yeah. but I, I I got on the horn here. I called up Hockey DB. Yeah. They picked up. They saw it was me calling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I was like, "What's what's Duclair's stats here?" Yeah. So he's played 320 games so far in the NHL for the Rangers, Coyotes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, and Senators. Uh, 320 games, 74 goals, 73 assists. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Goal and assist, uh, even even kind of guy. Yeah, and, and it just seems like he's found a home in Ottawa. Like, I don't know. Like, he's playing on a team that's a young, young team. And at 24, he's kind of, you know, quote-unquote a veteran, if you will. You know, he's got 300 and however many games you just said where a lot of the team is are rookies or second-year guys or whatever. And so he's kind of taking that role, I think, and just and also the coach. I don't think that Ottawa has the expectations of some of the teams he's played on in the past, maybe with Columbus last year and everything. Well, the Ottawa like, coach is the former assistant coach from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And then he was, what, the junior coach? He was coach. an AHL coach or junior. and he's, They you know, won, like, the Memorial Cup. So they... You know, they're developing their young players there. So I think with Duclair, he's just, he's kind of one of their young players that they are looking at. Like, is he going to get a long term contract? Who knows? And, you know, because I think he's in the last year of his contract or something. But, you know, he'd be an RFA, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, he'll be a senator, I would assume, for a few more years yet. And, uh, 
I think they got a good thing going in Ottawa, well, and Duclair's a big part of it you with got his Duclair, 18 Gs. And you got uh, John Shabbat there. Or, yeah. No, yeah. What's yeah. his name? John? Uh, Thomas Shabbat. Tom, Thomas Shabbat. Yeah, yeah, John Shabbat's a former <laughs> John Shabbat's Detroit his, Red Wing. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say he was an uh, explorer, but that was John Cabot. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so then maybe that's like the core that Ottawa eventually yeah. builds around here. Yeah, and the Brady Kachuk. Yeah. You, say, you said him? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they got... Um, Several other good young fellers there. Uh, the center, Smith. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but anyway. Zach Smith? Is that him? Maybe. I think something so. Like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. They got Chris Tierney as well. They need a goalie. And, yeah. and Nilsson's okay, and Anderson is good, except he's hurt and old and probably done soon. So they need to have a goalie come along, and then that, that goes a long way to have, you know, somebody between the pipes there that's that's any good, but... Yeah, so declare 18 goals already this season. His career high is 20. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he's on pace for probably 40-ish. He could hit 40. If he keeps it going, so I hope you do. He'll get the ice time. Yeah. Uh, also, That's the thing. He's getting the ice time. He's yeah. a world junior... Uh, no, like that's that's a, a team that I remember from a few years ago. Yeah. Like they, was a, they were a pretty exciting team to watch. Nice. And we will... Uh, get a taste of that here soon. Yeah, that's right. And who and, else did you want to talk about? Uh, well, let's talk about Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres. The Eichel Tower, as the uh, announcer on the Buffalo TV said the other night when I was watching the highlights. And uh, yeah, um, he's just been unreal. He's fifth in league scoring with 48 points as of right now. He's on a 16-game heater. Crazy. Which is the longest so far this season. Um, and he's just basically putting the Buffalo Sabres on his back and saying, let's go boys. I think, I think they've got a decent team. They've got a nice blue line. They're they're getting some goaltending there from what's the guy's name? Linus Olmark or something. Olmark. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, who's the other guy? Is it Chad? uh, Oh, Chad Johnson. Is that him? That's him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they're getting some decent goaltending and there's head coach th- Ralph Kruger. Yeah, Ralph Kruger in his Canadian European ways. And he's taken no guff from Zach Bogosian. He's like That's right, Bogosian's yeah. like, I want to play, and Kruger's like, earn it, kid. Yeah. And yeah. then and then Bogosian's like, I want to get traded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're a healthy scratch, kid. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah, so I guess Buffalo's got uh deep, like a deep blue line or at least an overcrowded one. And so I think they have 10, 10 guys. There's that are rumors that there's going to be a trade. Scandella, mm-hmm. uh, Bogosian, yeah. Ristolainen, I think maybe. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that and maybe we'll break well, that news. Make for sure you your too. devices are on. That's eh? right. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, Jack Eichel just tearing it up every time I turn on the highlights. It's, it's an Eichel goal. And it's always. I won't say always the same because he scores in a lot of different ways. He scored a nifty backhander just the other night. And uh, I've seen him go coast to coast through everybody. And then, but it's always that wrist shot almost, almost always. And he, people talk about Austin Matthews wrist shot, but I'll take, and as a all around player, I would take Eichel over Matthews. I think at this point for sure, he's got a few years on him. Maybe what's he got maybe a year or two on him. So maybe he's just got that extra experience or whatever, but it just seemed. But they're both Americans, eh? Yeah. So if there was an Olympics, look out. 
it's nice to see actually. Well, Gary Bettman's not going to let that happen. No, exactly. <laughs> but um, Canada would win anyway. So. The, the fact that uh, McDavid was drafted first overall and then Eichel was second overall, and Buffalo kind of pouted about it. I eh? remember. But, yeah, but you also like, uh, you know, no offense. Like Connor McDavid is a great hockey player, but I'm kind of getting sick of hearing of, about him all the time. Right. So it is nice to see. Like there were other players from that draft that were good, yeah, you know, for and sure. it's nice to, you know, like Buffalo has just been a team that has they, not been that good for they a very long time. And it's, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them fuck. Absolutely. Like, win. Yeah. It was 2011 the last time they made the playoffs and, um, like basically since like those Dominic Hasek days and yeah. like Danny Briere. Well, in 2011 guys. would have been like Danny Briere and stuff. And I remember they were like, I think they won the president's trophy right around then. They were just always like a solid team back yeah. then. Just like a, like four lines that just played and yeah. they had good goaltending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it, it is, it's nice to see that, uh, Eichel is, is doing well and Buffalo, like a small market, like Buffalo is, you know, being treated to like some good hockey. They've got, and they, ha- they pack the rink there too, because uh, that's one thing I've noticed about lately. I've been watching my highlights like this. I, I go on YouTube on like the app on my TV or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I just go to the NHL channel and watch the nine minute highlight packs. And it's the home announcer. There's no like nar- narrative right, or whatever. No, like, uh, and it's great, man. Yeah. And so you, and you can pick whatever highlights you want to watch. So, so I watch the, Buffalo ones recently, and they had white gloves. The Buffalo Sabres, I saw that, the unis, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "Oh boy!" But that white was like, skates too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, they're they're playing real good, and they had a full house, man, because that was that overtime game they won, and the play the the place was going nuts, and uh, and then you watch a highlight pack with like Dallas or or Florida Panthers. And it's like, there's 12 people yeah. there. It's dressed like a seat night, as you like <laughs> to say, which I love that saying. So, um, so yeah. what, I guess the, we got about one minute left on the clock here in the first, but the last thing I wanted to just mention is, so if a, if a guy like Anthony Duclair can kind of, uh, get shipped around and eventually find his game and find success, yeah. uh, you know, maybe a guy like Joshua Hosang right. has, that opportunity in his future sure, instead of just, just being buried in the minors. He just needs to get his chance. But, you know, I think in the course of the game, in the history of the game, there's probably been a lot of players like that, that are like, that are like, I just needed a chance, but I was buried in this team system and it just never happened. And, you know, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of luck involved, but obviously like your determination and stuff, if you're good enough, you'll make it. But there's a lot of guys like, Nick Patan might be kind of like that too, right? I don't know. But like with Toronto, he's up and down. Well, up I just see like day to day, it's like he's up, he's yeah, down, he's yeah. up, yeah. But yeah, Josh Hosang, I, I've never really seen that guy play aside from just like some highlights and commentary about him and stuff. So I don't know what the, I think the knock against him is his play without the puck. And obviously, and I think that was the knock on Declare, you know, like just kind of didn't have the complete game that you need in the NHL and junior and stuff. You can get away with that in the AHL. You can probably get away with it mm-hmm. with just being an offensive guy or whatever. But I guess, you know, in the NHL, apparently coaches want you to back check. So, <laughs> <What>? so <laughs> come on. Yeah. So I don't know. Back checking. Eh? I don't know about no. that. Uh, 
maybe <laughs> in a past life. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think that pretty much does it for the first day there, okay. Tommy. Yeah. Let's wrap her up here. Um, and uh, we'll reconvene for the second period momentarily. Okay, we're back, eh? For period two of Talking Hockey, we got our uh, local beer of the week, the, the uh, Lake of the Woods Brewing Company Channel Marker Light Lager. Doesn't taste like your typical light lager. It's uh, it is four percent, but it's got some nice dry. Uh, what are they called, Randy? Dry something. Hops? Dry hopped. Dry hopped. So hops. usually we kick off the second period with like a you know a can opening sound effect, which yeah. is not a sound effect. It's real. Oh. But there, uh, there it is. There it is. But because uh, we use some dirty ass snow to Whoa. keep these beers cold. <laughs> these beers are fresh from the snow sack. And uh, yeah, there that that snow may have been trod upon. So There's a little is. bit of uh, dirt and yeah. or salt. Yeah, so a little bit of street grime. That's all good. So anyway, welcome back to period two of talking hockey. We're going to talk about our vintage hockey hair player of the week, and we're going to talk about our local legend of the week. And uh, for that, um, I, we'll start with the vintage hockey hair player of the week, perhaps. And uh, it's it's Mike Ricci this week. It's, he's the guy we want to talk about. Um, known mostly for his uh, luscious locks. Oh, his, crazy flow! Yeah, his he's he's the definition of flow in the uh, hockey salad dictionary. I guess it's just like it's never not been long. It's never not been um, damp. <laughs> Let, let's just put it this way: he's never gone to the barber and said take it all off <laughs> <laughs> right i mean not knowing him personally i can't say that but every picture i've ever seen of him and not every memory i have of him in his playing career that was certainly the case so he he had a lot of hair and not a lot of teeth actually. yeah that's right the perfect combination <laughs> is like the 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 weight of the missing teeth was balanced by the extra hair and it just made him skate like an angel um so he he played a, a good lengthy career. He uh, was one thousand and ninety nine regular season games in the NHL, just shy of eleven hundred. And he started it all with the Philadelphia Flyers, the team that was here in Winnipeg just a couple nights ago. And he played two seasons there before he got traded. Um, do you know what trade he was part of? Can you think a a big Flyers trade in history? Well, did he go to Colorado? Yeah, but they were still Quebec. Okay. Quebec, as as someone said. But uh, yeah, he was part of the Eric Lindros trade. So Lindros was drafted and said, I'm not playing in Quebec. And uh, the Nordiques stuck, struck a deal with the Flyers. And uh, the Nordiques acquired Forsberg and Ricci. Um, Steve Duchesne. Yeah, and, and there's probably a whole Wikipedia page about that trade. A goalie? Uh, who was the goalie? There was like five players plus a whole bunch of money. Right. So, um, yeah, he went to the Nordiques. Lindros went to the Flyers. His first year with the Nordiques, he had a career high uh, 78 points. Um, or career best at that point, I guess, anyway. And then he scored 30 goals for the Nordiques the following year, which was his ended up being his career high. Um, 
because he became kind of known more as a, a defensive forward. So did he go to Colorado? Yeah. Okay. And he won a cup with He won them. a cup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He won a Stanley Cup with Colorado in uh, 96. And then he went after that to San Jose where he played for a really long time. Um, and uh, what was I going to say though? Oh yeah. He was drafted fourth overall. And so in junior, he had some, you know, good junior numbers, I think. Is he OHL? Yeah, OHL, Peterborough Peets. You know, he scored 116 points with the Peets in his final year of the OHL. Had 106 points the year before that. So he was, yeah, fourth overall pick. And and Wallace, a very, very solid NHL player, his offensive numbers maybe just weren't what uh, they were in, in junior, junior kind of thing. But like I say, he ended up becoming kind of the prototypical two-way shutdown center of his era, you know, like he wasn't an easy guy to play against and he could he could score, but like mostly he could shut the other other team down. But uh, yeah, he ended his career with yeah, 605 points in 1,099 games. So nothing to sneeze at for sure. Uh, funny story. So... The first year Colorado, or when Quebec moved to Colorado, their first year in Colorado, they won the Stanley Cup. That's right. So me being a diehard Jets fan back then, <laughs> I was like, well, the year that the Jets moved to Arizona, or Phoenix, they're going to win the they're Cup because it happened, but yeah. it didn't happen. Anyways, yeah, Ricci Phoenix. though, like solid, solid player. Um, I, yeah. I, I just remember him as just being like, he wasn't flashy. No. But he was always good. Like, he yeah. was kind of like, I don't know, like, you couldn't say it, like, exactly like Evander Kane, but just like a player that's always kind of in the mix. He's always in the play. For sure. He's not may maybe scoring all the time or scoring lots of goals, no. but he's just always a big part of the play. He's yeah. like, he's always a part of the game. Yeah. That's what I remember him being. Like, he just always seemed to be there. Yeah. And I think he wore a letter on his jersey for a good part of his career. So he was, you know, he was a leader and, um, he worked he, hard. Yeah, exactly. He, he, uh, <laughs> he had a, a speaking role in a movie, uh, it, speaking of hard work, uh, he had to memorize some lines. So that, that movie, the rocket, yeah. you know, but oh, rocket, I love that movie. rocket Richard, yeah. Yeah. there's a bunch of NHLers who have, uh, who are extras in that. Oh, Le Cavalier is in there. He, he plays Jean Beliveau. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have speaking parts or whatever, or they got an actor to play the the speaking part for him or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but Mike Ricci, I don't know who he played in that movie, but he had he had a speaking he had like a line, <laughs> and he was the only NHLer to have a nice. him. Him and Sean Avery were the two NHLers to have oh, a okay. line in that movie. Well, Avery's a bit of an actor, yeah, <laughs> as we all know for sure. Yeah, but that was a good movie. But anyway, Great Mike movie. Ricci, yeah. Um, yeah, he's uh, now the so just recently named assistant coach of the San Jose Sharks, as we mentioned in the first period. He uh, so he's backing up Bobby Bogner or Bogner. I don't know. It's like calling him Bobby Bogner. <laughs> I would say Bogner, Bogner, but I don't know. Bogner, yeah. yeah. Bobby, anyway, Bobby Bogner. But uh, so the thing that brought him to mind for me was just watching some highlights the other night, and they they panned to the bench because it was the first win with the new coaching staff and uh 
And and it was just, yeah, Mike Ricci's hair. And I was like, he's still got it. He's still got it. And he does. He's looking good. Um, he was a soccer player as a kid. He's nice. Italian, like from Scarborough. Okay. And he's Italian, I guess. And soccer was in his blood. But then, you know, you just couldn't keep him off the ice. And he uh, obviously was pretty good at that. So, But he did play World Juniors for Canada. So he's another guy who uh, was in the... WJCs, um, I guess they got a, two golds and uh, finished fourth in the three years. So he played Team Canada three years. So, yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. So he's got a Stanley Cup. He's got some other – he was an all-star uh, back uh, with the Nordiques there when he scored a bunch of goals there. And So um, solid career, solid career for old – Solid player. Uh, Make sure you guys go through your old hockey cards and try and find yourself a – Mike Ricci, because that's right. Every single card is a gem yeah. of his. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And and check out um, at Talk and Hockey Podcast on Gmail or sorry <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> God damn it! I on sound the like Googles. a senior over here <laughs> having a senior moment. But no, it's all uh, Instagram, and it's at Talk and Hockey Podcast. And 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 there's some Mike Ricci on there for sure, and I'll put some Mike Ricci up this week because there's no shortage of material. So we'll get into that. Solid, let's, solid player. Let's solid, shift gears uh, here and head on over down the perimeter highway to uh, f- to the six, and then we'll head north. Oh, we're then, gonna drive all the way up the number six highway, and we're gonna end up in Flinflon. Yeah. So my local legend for the week is someone that I've actually wanted to feature for a while. Um, you know, I, th- I'll, I'll revisit this pick in, in tandem with another player and in the future where I'll understand why, but well, yeah, uh, you were kind of talking about that last episode, you but mentioned, I okay. just felt it was, it was, it's time to talk about Bobby Clark Yeah, and uh, enough's enough. I need to hear about Bobby. Well, Bobby had quite the, quite the, uh, career and it basically started, uh, up up Highway 6 in Flin Flon, Manitoba. Playing for the Bombers, eh? So he played amateur hockey with the Flin Flon Midget Bombers in 66 to, or 65-66. Played for, played for the uh, Flin Flon Bombers in 65-69. to 69. They would have been Junior A, I guess. Yeah, uh, like the MJHL, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So in the MJHL, he led... In goals with 71 and assists with 112 and points with 183. Wow. In 66, in one season. I'm not not talking a career here. Um, 183 in a season. So back then, the WHL was called the WCJHL, the Western Canadian Junior Hockey League. Makes sense. They just um, dropped a few letters yeah, here. Yeah, they're now. like, we got too many letters here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> first, yeah. first order of business. Let's Be- drop some letters. Yeah. Which ones? C and J. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We've done some market research. People don't like C's and J's. <laughs> drop them. <laughs> Next order of business. New coffee for the break room. <laughs> this Folgers tastes yeah. like mud. <laughs> but uh, so in the WCGHL at the time. He led in assists 117 and points 160, 168 points in 67-68. Um, but where, that's the golden era of great hair too. Oh yeah, like if you if you ever seen that classic hair. photo of Bobby Clark with his curly locks and, and no teeth, basically yeah. that's the that's the connection today with the episode of Richie and Bobby yeah, Richie Clark and both Clark. had no front teeth. That's right. 
All uh, they wanted for Christmas was their two front teeth. But uh, the, the, the main point and the point that I want to ex- explore further on a, on a future episode is um, Bobby Clark has diabetes. Right. So it, it played into his uh, professional career because there was a, a whole bunch of NHL teams that overlooked him in the draft because he was diabetic. Interesting. So, uh, you know, and science wasn't what it was today. No, so. science and diet was a lot different, Yeah, but, uh, you know, he ended up being drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers and they won, went on to win a couple Stanley cups yeah. there. Yeah. And one he, of the all time greats of the broad street bullies. And, and then he, of course, team Canada, in 1972. And he was the captain. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to run out of time here on this. Segment. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Can we, but bu- any, but anyways, uh, yeah, we'll come back to Bobby Clark here in a second. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we got some tunes here coming up. Fantastic local legend, Randy. Thank you. As we hit the intermission. obviously know what that theme music means but before we go any further that was the bobby clark light episode yeah. we will we revisit bobby clark on a future episode with more in depth a more uh, robust yeah in, with with, uh, with some from uh, other information but that was bobby clark light we will do we should bobby put together a, like a long feature we're gonna do like a full-on like d- feature-length documentary it's yeah. gonna play film festivals <laughs> <laughs> but anyways the the music that you just heard is the wearing the pants segment that's right and for those of you that uh, haven't listened before if you have Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Talking Hockey. The uh, the point of this segment is I asked Tom to wear the pants of a certain person in hockey. And when he's wearing those pants, he has to come to some sort of resolution or, or answer to the question that I raised for him. So, yeah. you've, so heard, you've heard the saying, walk a mile in someone's pants. And uh, so that's exactly what I like to do during this segment. Uh, and usually it's it involves going down to one of the local bay uh locations yeah. sometimes downtown sometimes San Vitale. yeah i rarely would go to polo park though it's it's a, it's a zoo over it there it is i uh, just yeah. i went over there today it just wasn't pretty <laughs> but anyways so we are currently living or experiencing whatever you want to say we are now in a hockey climate where people are looking People uh, f- from inside and out are looking at coaching a lot differently. Sure, they yeah, seem to been be some big changes lately. They, you know, the hammer is coming down, if you will, as far as how players are treated, how people are treated. You know, we've seen it with Mike Babcock. We've seen it with Bill Peters. We've seen it with what might have happened with Jim Montgomery. We're not quite sure there. Yeah, and we've there also was another seen guy. Coach in Moncton or something, and he they, yeah he was fired for uh, non hockey related right. 
uh, issues um, or performance. So it's happening all over. It's, it's, so so basically, the microscope is now, I think, more focused on coaching how how one coaches, how they treat people, how they yeah. treat players. Well, in the NHL, the NHL now has a code of conduct. Yes, which like every workplace ever, all, well, not ever, but in the last ten years sure. that I've ever worked at, essentially, yeah, generally has one. Um, you know, so. But but I think, you know, and we just saw it last week with Peter DeBoro, uh, DeBoro, DeBoro, DeBoer, DeBoer, DeBoer. Okay, seeing him getting fired like, and like then the diamonds, DeBoer, DeBoers. Okay, yeah. Um, but um, they had to they had to add the fact that it was for performance related right yeah it wasn't just like normally in hockey a coach would get fired it, and it's just he's just fired because he's yeah there's nothing more well i mean there's usually more but then it'd be like he's fired and it's generally because the team sucked or something but now they Under, have to like perform they have to have like the subtitle like fired right. because da 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 because so. there have been a lot of coaches fired lately and um only really one of them, I guess, was fired for hockey-related reasons, and that was that De- being DeBoer. Yeah. So, although Mike, I guess Babcock was, and then afterwards it came out the, all this stuff. Yeah. The the uh, the shouting and the the, the hardest working. Yeah. The bully, putting putting Marner, the bullying. Yeah, and bullying. Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, my question for you this week is is we're we're gonna turn the microscope on on the coaching here in Winnipeg. Yeah. And I'm not insinuating the fact that maybe there's been some things whatever going behind the scenes. To me Right, cuz off the hop on the top of the show there when we said what we were going to do and you said <laughs> we're going to look at the coaching or whatever, what would it take to fire Maurice? It sounded like you had something, but really no, really that, no, that, it's just a situational te- It's called teasing the folks. <laughs> this is just situational um it's a sitcom. Well, it also it, the comedy. It seems like I don't know. As me, regular Joe here in Winnipeg, yeah. Paul Maurice seems like a pretty legit. He human seems like being. such a great fit for this team in town. But he just seems also like a great person, right? So, yeah. like, you know, whatever. I don't know anything about anybody, but it just you, seems like he's a great person, and I, I, you I get I, a genuine feel. I, that I highly he, doubt there are skeletons in his closet. In his closet, yeah. So no more than any other person would have. Exactly, yeah. So my my question for you is like purely hockey related, yeah. Like performance related. What? And you're you're Chevy, so you you went to, you know what? You, I I bought you a, a tap car, and I. Sent you to Polo Park because there's bought a... me a tap car. <laughs> I ordered you one. <laughs> okay, that's like oh, my very own tap car. Excellent. Um, so I I sent you down to Polo Park because yeah. I heard there was a whole surplus of pants. You know, and we we were slamming Polo Park earlier, but yeah. they got great selection. There, there. you go. It's... So you're going to the Bay Polo Park. You're trying on the pants that Chevy would wear, and the question I have for you is like, what would it take? For you to have to fire or let Palmeries go, one thing is like this question maybe comes as a result of some of the bullshit articles that got printed this past week about saying Palmeries was going to go to Seattle, right? Which yeah. just seemed like a out of nowhere this rumor. Period. Yeah, it's like oh he hasn't signed his contract. It must be mean this. But anyways, um, Mr. Maurice put that 
to, uh, to bed very quickly today in his in his statements. But anyways, Paul Maurice, good thing going here in Winnipeg. The boys are winning. You know, they've had some sex, success here. In your mind, if you're a Chevy, what would need to happen for you to have to like be like, sorry, Paul, yeah, uh, give me your keys and here's a box to pack your things. You well, go. yeah, like so. As far as that, it would have to be either if it's hockey related, it's pretty much like two seasons in a row of underperformance and in you know missing the playoffs. Uh, if it's like non-hockey related, as as the the current climate suggests things happen whatever i'm trying to say but like maybe it would be i mean i don't even know but like well, no no i'm, I'm something talking terrible pure, you know I'm like talking just pure hockey performance right yeah so, so like, then i think it would basically have to be the team were to miss the playoffs this year and then they they would say okay well you know uh like he is so is his is his contract over at the end of this year? It is. Yeah. Okay. So, but chances are the way the jets work, he might already have a contract in place. A handshake deal. They just haven't announced it. Yeah. it yeah. So yeah. Like I think what it would take to fire him for hockey related reasons is basically they miss the playoffs this year. And then next year by Christmas, if they have a losing record or are sitting outside of the playoff picture, then they would let him go. Uh, certainly if he made it through the season next year after missing the playoffs this year and they missed next year, then certainly in the off season they would, but, um, I don't see that happening. So exactly. Like to me, <laughs> it seems like, like a whole lot of just, uh, yeah, I just don't see it happening. I right, right now the jets like Paul Maurice, I think is a Jack Adams, uh, nominee at this point. Well, that as well as like. It just seems like everyone is having a good time. Like, like I don't know what it would take for the wheels to He's, fall off the bus. Yeah, like, this is a guy who's coached since he was, like, 26 years old, you know. Um, and then he's been around the NHL long enough. He went over to Russia. He coached in Russia. He was on TV, on TSN for a while as one of the... Uh, analysts on TSN. So he's got like a lot of different experiences to draw on. And I think he just knows. And like, so that all that said, you know, he's coached a million games in the NHL. He's approaching 500 as a jet coach, as the jets coach, I should say. So he's, he's at he's, 478. So he's approaching 500, but like, he's all that said, He's like 50 years old or something. Yeah. So he's not like an old guy. He gets, he, I think, and I think he just has, he's able to connect with the the youth of the team and the youth of the day, as it were. He's not shouting at them to get off his lawn. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's basically like, come well, on over boys for a barbecue. We yeah. got the dogs out. We got the burgers going, <laughs> you know, like have a dip in the pool. Yeah. Have uh, a dip in the cool. There's cold ones over there. And <laughs> yeah, fuck boys. Have a good time. <laughs> Like, thanks, Mr. Leahy. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like I'm not saying Paul Maurice is Mr. Leahy, but <laughs> no, but, uh, he, he just seems to be able to connect with the team right now. And so uh, hopefully that continues. And a big part of it is that just sort of like the, you think about, um, in college hockey and 
junior teams, they kind of build programs, right? And it's like the players are interchangeable. You just bring your player, you, you raise, you kind of find your players. Exactly. However, right. Yeah. But they play this jets hockey and or well, it's, whatever. It's, it's building I, a culture too. Yeah, yeah. So I think that Paul Maurice has a huge part of that going with, with Chevy and, and whatever the, all the rest of them there. But I think Maurice is a huge factor in that building the system, building the program. And so, I don't know. I think he's done a really good job. So like it would take a lot for him to get fired. So if it, you know, um, well, I think the quote today from him was something like, you're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming out of here. Yeah. So I I don't know if we touched on it enough, but for some reason, all of a sudden these rumors came out of nowhere. Somebody put a tweet out. Probably is all it was. Elliot Friedman said something about like uh, Seattle looking for a coach. And then he said something like, everyone assumes it's going to be Paul Maurice or pe- people th- seem to think it's going to be Paul Maurice. And then he, Mike, he says that cause he thinks, <laughs> but then Mike McIntyre wrote this whole article about, um, Paul Maurice going to Seattle and, and Ron Francis being there. And then because having they had a Hartford whalers connection way back in the day, whatever. And then like, it's like, it's literally like, you know, that meme with that dude from, uh, uh, the two dudes yelling. No, no, it's, the guy who's in uh, It's Always Sunny. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, there's like all these. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie there's like all these his, strings, yeah, like yeah, connecting yeah. things. <laughs> it's like people, it's like, that's the meme. It's like people connecting Paul Maurice to coaching Seattle. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like everyone is just like <laughs> doing that. And Mike McIntyre's Charlie Day, just <laughs> yeah. like veins bulging on his head, going nuts, trying to get his point through. But, you know, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. I, Obviously, uh, Seattle's going to need a coach, but and and the fact that Maurice doesn't have an extension on his contract right now doesn't worry me at all because I'm pretty sure. Like I just, I don't know. I just it's hard to imagine the Jets with a different coach at this point, and and for sure, like you know, he's got a really good record with the Jets since he took over the team. They're they've made the playoffs three out of they've five years. Constantly whatever. been winning. They're, yeah, they're winning a lot. Then they're for the most part they're they've played really good hockey under him, and the team has kind of. There was the one year they took the step back, but that was because they kind of changed they did their roster yeah. in a in a big way to get the young kids going. Exactly. They, so if you think of it this way, though, the Jets technically have a less talented lineup this year compared to last year. Right. Yet they're yeah. doing better. So wouldn't that say it's better coaching? Or I mean, or what it would must it be? be, right? Like, because there's complete buy-in of the system since, you know, they're they're one of the top teams in goals against uh, or bottom teams. I don't know how you say that, but like they one have... One of the best teams. One of the better teams with their goals against. They've... They're somewhere around 90 goals against. I think Phoenix is uh, one of, they're the best and they're around eight, low 80s, you know? So there's not a huge gap there, but, um, you know, teams like Toronto and and uh, Detroit, well, Detroit's the worst and they're 150 or whatever it is. So anyway, um, the, the, he's done a lot with what a lot of, the media has been calling a little, which I think is demeaning to the blue line. Cause like, I think that their blue line and we've talked about the jets blue line a number of times on this show that they're just, 
like it's yeah sure it's a ragtag group but like there's really good players in there and you know like just they're getting a chance to play and they have a they have a set uh system and identity that they're sticking to and it's working and they got a hell of a goalie backing them up there with hellebuck well that's the thing too is like I've heard it in on TV lately a few times. It's like, you, you show me a good coach and I'll show you a good goalie. Sure. It, it, that tends to go hand in hand. It's like... doesn't hurt. But I mean, also, like in in the course of history, how many good goalies, you know, you don't... You don't always have a good team when you have a good, like a good goalie or whatever, so... Yeah. Um, You've got to play the right way. Exactly. And that, that's, that just goes to show, I think... I think it would be... Paul Maurice being like, I'm done coaching. Right. Sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, at the end of Breakfast Club, like he's <laughs> he's walking through the Hargrave street market. <laughs> Takes a piece of pizza yeah. off somebody's yeah. plate. Yeah. Just... I'm taking this. Yeah. yeah. And then they cue the uh, Duran Duran. <laughs> um, oh, man, but uh, yeah, anyways, like, it just, it just, you, you, you nailed it. It's like, to me, it seems like they're building a program here and he's a big part of building that program. Same with Chevy, same with all the guys that filter down to the moose. Yeah. Like that whole system, they're building a culture here. They're building a hockey program. When you look at college teams and stuff, they'll have the same coach for 20 for, years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why is this team always so good? Cause it's steady, the, yeah. steady as she Ste- goes. Steady Eddie. Um, and yeah, you just. You stick to the system. Yeah. Play the system and you'll win. Yeah. It seems seems to be working right now for Paul Maurice and for the Jets and everything. So, yeah, I just don't see uh, I don't see any changes forthcoming for hockey-related re- reasons. That's for darn sure. And like you were saying, we don't know the guy. We don't know anything about him. But seems like a salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. So, hopefully there's no... Uh, non-hockey related uh, <laughs> issues that come up, but I, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, wearing the pants segment. Nice one. Um, what do we got next? Well, we were gonna play a little bit of the clip game here, but you know what? I'm so I'm unprepared. Okay. Well, we uh, can, we can take well, a break here. I, can, I've we... got I've got it actually. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I've got okay. it here. So okay. let me just bring it up. Just... Do it on the fly? Yeah, we'll do it on the fly if it doesn't work. This is like overtime. We got to change on the fly. Yeah, I got an ad, first of all. But so, okay. 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. What's about to go down here? Lafleur coming out gingerly down the right side. Yeah. Boston was leading. Is that what he said? I think so. Boston four, Montreal three. Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say that uh, the flower ties it up. <laughs> let's let's find out. Gunner D. Lafleur, he takes that drop pass after he had initiated the play. 
He beat Gilbert with a hard flat shot from the right side, low and on the far side. Guy Lafleur sends his place into a frenzy again. Well, this is going to be hard. Nice. So that's the famous uh, one where Don Cherry was coach of the oh. of the Bruins, and he's up on the bench doing the old. Uh, because uh, no, was he, it he got or called something? with too many men or something. They got a too many men penalty. Or Montreal came back and won. Okay, and it was all sparked by that. That's there, that's part right of the. There. That's yeah. the part of the classic. Yeah. If you remember those like video clips that led into Coach's Talking, Corner. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. the Don Cherry like on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. for sure that. So anyway, uh, apparently did like Guy Lafleur like pack a uh, smoke a pack of cigarettes like every intermission or something like that. Oh, man, I <laughs> don't know. Probably, but excuse me, it was just kind of announced recently that he just had lung surgery or something like. So probably he did yeah. smoke a pack of ciggies bef- between each period. But, but I he hope could he's still bury right. the biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, could he ever? Yeah, he's one of the all-time greats of the Montreal Canadiens for sure. He skated super fast, and you knew how fast he was going because his hair just oh, just flowing, fluttered yeah. in the wind. Actually, I meant to ask you or bring this up. So we were talking about Mike Ricci's flow. Yeah. How about the flow of the current Winnipeg Jets? Yeah, I that's something that's noticeable. They're they're flow heavy. Ehlers and Wheeler and Connor have definitely got the flow going. Yeah, um, Ehlers for sure. He took a ceremonial face off recently for some reason instead of oh, Blake Wheeler. I think it's because Andrew Harris, the bomber. Right. Like, there was some sort of thing there because I think they're buddies. Okay, so Ehlers comes out to take that ceremonial face off. That was right. That's right. That was the night the bombers were there with the Great Cup. And so he's got no helmet on and it's pregame. And it was just like the <laughs> Ehlers' hair. I just had to like, I had to just, you know, be in awe of it because the back was like this like long and then it curled up <laughs> yeah. at the shoulders. Like it was just like trained. Like remember how like when you were, like you wore a ball cap so often that the top of your head is just like, a helmet, basically your hair, and then <laughs> yeah, and then you got the wings yeah. and the and the oh, bottom yeah. that just fly out like that. That's what Ehlers got going on for sure. And then yeah, Wheelers, Shifley, well, Shifley's got the the flow going. Uh, Kyle Connor, Line, they all uh, got it. Well, you has the yeah, flow, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think there must be a Vidal. Vis- it's a flow zone. Yeah, Vidal Sassoon uh, sponsorship going on in the Winnipeg Jets locker room. Well, right even now. Wheeler, Wheeler with the flow. He before yeah. he was just like such like a tight cut such a dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now he's got the flow he's just yeah, like now he's cool dad he's all relaxed yeah <laughs> he's dad on vacation he's like what's the dog from simpsons um santa's little helper no 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 like the cool dog like uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh the new character they introduced what yeah. was that dog's name yeah. man? that's like blake wheeler this season yeah. <laughs> yeah or steve buscemi with the skateboard yeah, yeah. and he's like what's cool and happening kids <laughs> yeah. or whatever he says yeah. who are you yeah yeah no that's that's good it's good true point and i'm glad to see it you know and he had during um Movember, he had a very nice oh yeah uh mustache happening as I well i do believe flow makes you a better hockey player like yeah I, you know, just like the Charlie, like connections thing, like with the, (laughs) (laughs) if you put enough yarn and pictures on a, on a bulletin board, you'd get to flow to like good hockey players is definitely, there's a connection. Yeah. 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 You might have to go through some white yarn to red yarn and then you get, but you get there. Yeah. Yeah, You'd get there. 
It, it does make you a, a better hockey player. <laughs> you, you, I think you yeah. skate faster. Does anybody who on our beer league team, Caress of Steel, who would you say has got the best flow? Hmm. It used to be Chung, I think. Yeah, historically it was yeah. Chung, and he's uh, maybe he's bringing it back a bit, but it's still not that long. I, we're all a bunch of. But like Cullen, tight. Cullen used to have long hair. Oh yeah. Um, they used to have like the. We I think we're all pretty tight cut. Yeah, but in not so distant past, we uh, there was a number of it. Like even Eric had some good flow going, like last year or two years ago, maybe and. But you know, uh, he's back to work now. So. We're just, yeah, we're we're. I guess we're just trying to keep it tight and yeah, play good hockey, and then we'll get the flow going next year. Yeah, yeah. All my flow is in my beard, my facial hair. Well, maybe does Kyle have flow? Well, he. Uh, no, he's got a short. He's haircut. very. He's got sharp. He's always very well haircutted. He's like. Uh, yeah. He's like wearing that fancy suit walking into the rink. He's like yeah, one yeah. of those guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like yeah. he's got a skinny tie on and yeah. looking good Very for sure. Hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can't think of no, I guess we we're lacking the flow. Yeah. I mean Wob's got flow. Well he's got flow for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well I guess Wob is our flow leader. He he's he's leading the flow. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I saw him at the holiday market just the other day. He missed our ten fifty ice time that we lost our game too but he said it'll be at the next one well, so 10 50 saturday night yeah not i didn't not, want to be there not a, not a pretty game <laughs> yeah but anyways yeah uh so where are, are we good yeah here? let's sign off and just call it a day in a record time here this this is kind of where the producers and the corporate they've been breathing down our neck this is kind of right where they want us i think okay well we i guess the one last thing would be are we gonna throw a throw a tune in yeah, here let's do it um do we you can, have anything in mind? We can, well, I, have you picked one yet? Well, I was gonna say let's do "Lonely End of the Rink" by Tragically Hip, uh, and we'll sh- we'll shout this one out to my friend Matt, who we were gonna have on the show. Matt Stats, uh, new segment coming. However, Matt just had ACL surgery, and he's a little loopy on all the painkillers. Like he literally just had surgery the other day. Well, we so need he's, we need he's Matt it, to yeah. rest. Yeah, we've got a big epi coming up next week. Yeah, we got to make sure Matt's ready. So, yeah. Matt, uh, this this song's for you. I'm gonna have some hard questions for you, <laughs> so you got to do your homework there, yeah, bud. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, tell your friends. Uh, give it the old five star rating on Apple Podcasts. You know, do whatever you want. I don't care. But thanks for listening, mostly. And like I said, if you have your podcast updated and it's the old one, just give it like five minutes and the new one will be there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cheers, folks. Later.
Voice from the end of a league.